Hi everyone and welcome to the Perma Podcast. James Prescott here. Really great to be with you all. Um, yeah, I've got a really great guest with me today. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Been a friend for quite a while. Um, he's a writer and a coach, and um, um, yeah, got lots of wisdom on creativity and writing and lots of other things. And his name is Jim Woods. So welcome back, Jim. Thank you so much for having me, James. I really appreciate it. Um, you're welcome. Jim has been a guest on before, a couple of years ago, um, for those who are long-time subscribers. Um, and we thought it was about time he came back on, and he's got some great stuff to talk about. So here he is. Um, so what was it? What What is it that's kind of on your heart right now, the, the things that you're thinking about a lot and working on a lot? Wow, great question. I love the way you worded that. Right now... I'm really focused on finishing. I'm really focused on finishing. And I just, in my brain right now, uh, I've, I've been helping a few friends of mine, a few authors. And it's, it's just like this week, even James, it's, it's an amazing timing because my friend just literally was sharing with me. I, I interviewed her literally last night. Um, she literally had like printed out her entire manuscript and she was holding up her book in her hand, and she's like, here it is, here it is. And I'm like, whoa, this is big. And as she, like, I didn't know her entire backstory. I've been working with her for a while, um, since, like, February. And she's like, it took me over 10 years to do this. And I'm like, whoa, this is a really, really big deal. I mean, I get it. I'm working on a novel now. I'm revising, and I'm kind of in the trenches, too. And the fact that she's like, you know, it was just, it was kind of a land, a, a landmark moment for me. And just the discussion that I had with her and just, you know, we all have a backstory. We all have a lot of stuff going on. And um, just even just over the last few months, as I, I work with um, this fantastic author, her name's Anna McKenzie. I've been working with her every week and just hearing more of her story and how we've been able to kind of encourage each other. I've been coaching her a bit and just helping her. And we, we often un, just do not put enough value, James, on encouragement, on support, on being there for another artist. And mm. just an encouraging text can make all the difference in the world. And I just, it just is kind of resonating more with me now. And it's like, you know, having someone with you locked arms with them versus mm -hmm. being completely alone, which as we know, first it becomes you're alone, next you're lonely, then, you know, soon follows like depression and doubt and all mm -hmm. those fears. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's like a documented cycle it is. and then yeah. you just feel like you're not adequate and you're just not doing the right thing. And it's like all that drama, all of those extra burdens really can a lot of them can be avoided just by locking arms with someone having that support that encouragement yeah um so that's what's on my heart right now and i just i'll be honest james it's funny because we're all so close to being overwhelmed i think i feel like that encouragement that support you know that breath of fresh air that we can have you know even having conversations like this it can make all the difference in the world yeah, it can, and you know, and we all kind of. I mean, if you're, I know a lot of writers and a lot of creative people, 
listen to this show. And um, creative block is something that all kind, all artists face at one point or another. Well, it doesn't matter whether you're a writer or a musician or a painter or whatever you are. Um, we all have that. I was actually watching a documentary the other day. One of my favourite documentaries is about U2 and making Acting Baby. And they had like yes. major creative yes. block before that because they kind of been to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. They'd like had everything go their way. And then they had immediately after that had this big failure because they just got too full of themselves almost mm-hmm. kind of believed their own hype. And they had to kind of just stop like, and they almost like almost, almost ended the band. Like, cause they're like, what are we going to do? We haven't got anything to say anymore. So they had to go right back to basics, just jamming and jamming and jamming and jamming and waiting for something to come, like and like not knowing if it would, you know. Yeah. And, and like back to basics is always yeah. a great way to go. And um, just I know right before we even started recording, you mentioned that you've been blogging again. Yeah. And it's like talk about going back to basics. You, you're like he's like you're like this is this is like starting out again and you have that kind of that joy of a beginner yeah. versus that, you know, yeah. I guess crankiness of somebody who's been at it too long. Yeah. Um, like you too was, they were kind of cranky about it. They're a little, you know, a little bitter maybe where, you know, when you have that, the eyes of a child, the eyes of a beginner, it's like, it's, it's a total, it's a total game changer, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. Like I remember the last big time that happened is when I quit, writing for three months um i quit publishing anything for three months mm-hmm. i just i didn't have any t- any agenda to come back i just thought i'm just going to write this and i'm gonna i'm gonna write every day and just for myself and just that's it that's what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna wait until i feel like i'm myself again before i start publishing anything and it was the most creative period of my life you know I, mm-hmm. it was like a book came out of that about 20 or 30 blog posts came out of that. Yeah. It was just nuts, you know. Um, and that was all because, you know, it was all because I just stopped and just went back to basics, you know. And um, I knew that, I knew, I've always known that that's how you do things like that. That's how you get back to kind of finding your heart. It's just, I don't know, I think something was stopping me. And I think this week something I'm, Something unlocked that for me. Maybe knowing that I wasn't alone. In yeah. That, I think. Um, and other people were going to support me in going back to, to basics. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I James, uh, for me, like one of the best ways to get around creative block, and I've only, I've only been better with it this week. Last week, I wasn't so great. But this week, a lot of it for me is physical exercise. Like, you know, getting out in the sunshine versus, you know, sitting at a desk all the time. And it, it makes a big difference. And it's like a game changer in that. And, and I, I literally, and obviously encouragement, support are huge as well. But the physical, it's like that's, that can nurture the mental, emotional side. Um, and then the physical side as well. I mean, it's all connected. So I literally went with my son to the library middle of the day. I know I have work to do, but you know what? I said, look, I can spin my wheels and get frustrated 
or I can take my son to the library, play with him, read some books, have a good time, completely change my attitude. And you know what? Maybe get a little more work done later in the evening. Miss out on a little Netflix, you know, heaven forbid, right? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> right, heaven forbid, right? And, and actually do a little work maybe, but there's always going to be more work. Yeah. There's always going to be more. But if you're not enjoying the moments, if you're not taking some time to kind of savor, you know, what the gifts that we have been given. And I know a lot of, I know we all have struggles. I'm not trying to make light of any struggles. I know we all have a lot of challenges too, but we still have things we can be happy about. Um, My son's about to start school pretty soon, like the next couple of weeks. And I'm like, look, I got to take him to the library. I got to spend some extra time with him, try to get as much time as I can, you know? And I think it's just, it's an attitude thing where I've become more self-aware, James, where I try to catch myself. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyper self-aware. That doesn't mean I have great days all the time at all. Um, especially yeah. the last few weeks, it's been more challenging, just, you know, yeah. business life. Um, you know, I'm, I've got an event coming up. It's just, there's a lot of balls in the air, but as I've become more self-aware, I can kind of catch myself. And even at some points I've, I've said, you know what? I should be stressed. I really should be stressed. I'm responding like I should. <laughs> and that takes some, it takes some faith and some, yeah. some courage to yeah, admit that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, but I, I think that's one of our tools that we might, overlook sometimes the being self-aware and uh i mean if you want to ask some questions on that because i i know i've got on that <laughs> yeah I, I mean, i'm really interested in in that because you you told me you've, you're doing a lot of work with people and helping them finish their books mm-hmm. and that is a real challenge because i i, I know because i've started lots of books that i've never finished Yes. Because of writing and reading, yes. actually, and reading. Yes. Um, I have to admit that. <laughs> I think a lot of us have done that as well. Um, but I started a lot of, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of writing, writing a few books that I haven't really finished. Finishing yeah. a book is like is an art, you know. It's kind of, and in a sense, like finishing a book is letting go because <laughs> a book's never really finished. Um, right. So, I mean, how do you how do you kind of face that challenge yourself? Well, right now, I think it really boils down to priorities. Mm-hmm. It really does. I think that's what it, I think it, like, you can't have too many things at the very front of your mm-hmm. mind or, you know, it becomes like just overwhelming. Sure. So, and I think, I think especially, and this is like my number one struggle and a few my friends I've spoke with about it. It's a real challenge. Like if you're a writer for a profession, freelance writer, copywriter, whatever, if you're doing something in a creative field for your profession, it's almost even harder to do your own personal projects. And it becomes like a, you're looking for a a switch to flip. You're looking around, you know, you're going, and I've had this battle many times where it's like, Ooh, I can make some money and I can work for this client and I can do this. Or I can go do this over here. And then it becomes a guilt thing where I'm guilting myself. Ooh, not doing your book, not doing your book. You're working on this client's thing. Mm. And then if I switch over my own projects, oh, not doing not doing the client, they're gonna be mad at you. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be angry at you. The truth is, that's just all resistance, fear, you know, 
those voices in our head that don't like ever say nice things. Mm. That's the reality. So I think that's part of it. If, I mean, it is a definite challenge. I do think there are ways around it. Just some practical ways. Um, use your lunch hour, you know, that having the same time where you do your personal projects, lunch hour is great. I, that's like my number one tip because you're not cutting into your sleep. Mm. Nobody wants, nobody wants a cranky writer, no, a sleep deprived writer. If you do the morning thing, I think it could be, I think it could almost just catch up with you and you know, you don't want to be exhausted. Now you could obviously do a 15 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes, something not, you know, reasonable. Um, you could always tie it to dinner. You know, I, I love the breakfast, lunch, dinner approach. If you're just going to work a little bit, like 15 minutes is my magic trick, James. I kid you not. I think 15 minutes is like the, it's not too little. And then if you get some momentum, if you're like, you know what, let's do another 15, then you got a half an hour. You know what I mean? So I think that's my number one trick. Um, but it really does depend. I mean, I wish I could say there's a cure-all for everyone to finish their finish their book and finish their work, but it starts with being, you know, honest with yourself and being self-aware. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah, because it's you can almost hit a block where you know what you know what you want to say, but you don't know how to say it. You mm. know as well. You know what I mean. Where, uh, where you kind of like, I, I kind of get what I what it is that I need to say, but I haven't quite got the the thing to hang it on. I haven't quite got the, you know, I've got all these 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 mm-hmm. cards on the floor that are all kind of linked together, but I haven't got the the hanger to pick them up with so that they'll all fall directly yes. into place. You know, and yeah. you're just kind of searching for that, and then then you can get stuck. If um, you feel that way, James. Two tips for you. First, if you're alone, you can always record yourself, ramble, you know, record yourself. You could do a video, you could do audio, whatever. Ramble, and then just listen to it later and just try to, like, give yourself that extra perspective. When you hear yourself talking, you might be like, oh, yeah. that little three sentences I said, that's the heart of the whole matter. You know, that's the core, the foundation that could work or just talking it through with a friend. And I think like, even with a story problem, like if you're writing a novel or something really creative, that extra perspective, it doesn't have to be this writer. It doesn't have to be, it could be your, you know, your brother, it could be your, you know, your neighbor. It doesn't really matter. Just talking it through allows you to kind of get out of your own head and, as you know, artists, we like to really live in our head and play out a lot of scenarios and, you know, create, we create our own stories sometimes. And then, so I think, I think those two tips, those are my uh, one and two tips for you. (laughs) I love the idea of recording rambling because I often verbally process. And one of the ways, often what I find when I start talking Mm-hmm. I start processing ideas to start coming because I'm almost like I'm not rambling, but I'm just talking, and suddenly it's like, ah, there it is, right? You know, right? And, and, actually, and it, yeah. it's like bells go off, right? Bells yeah, are going like, off. You're like, that's yes. the one. I've got it. Um, and it's actually funny because I, I was talking about that movie, and one of the ways that you two used to do songwriting was when I would just 
have these things in his head and he would just stand at a microphone and just sing like gobbledygook, mm-hmm. rubbish, whatever, until they suddenly came to a something they grabbed it, they had and they only had right. one chance to get it. They had to get it on the first take, otherwise they would miss it. Like all these things just came out and suddenly melodies and words and lyrics and and they would suddenly find something. And they've got a recording of the moment that they found the song one. Okay. Melody for that. Which is when they were fighting, of all things. Yeah. It's about and a it's, fight. It's not a love song. It's about fighting. And it's just a melody. <laughs> then it began with one little melody. Mm-hmm. Like one little, almost like him humming the tune while he mm-hmm. was just going through a whole lot of gobbledygook. And suddenly it's just like, boom, there. That's it. That's the magic moment. It's right there. You know, and and yeah, so I think that's a really, really, really good idea because often when you verbally process, it unlocks stuff and another part of your brain. So you can start to filter those ideas. So good recommendation. Thank you. Well, I, I, I would never recommend anything I've not done myself. And the, you know, the, the driving, if you have a commute and like just talking it out, that can be so helpful. And like putting words on a page, sometimes that can be the hardest thing in the world. I know it's just because we want to edit. We don't get talkers block, but we sure can get writers block. So you're like making, you're stripping it down to the most bare essentials and just keeping it simple. We always have a, we're always able to talk and we could always tell a story with words by speaking, but you know, putting that on a, on a piece of paper and making it, you know, just look right to us can be very challenging. So, um, it's, it's funny how different mediums, different perspectives can make all the difference. And it's, it's an interesting thing because you could literally, you know, talk to someone in person having coffee and then you get those aha moments. So it's, it's something that I think we can easily like take for granted the power of, you know, communicating with others and just communicating out loud by ourselves. It's so easy to be like, I can go into hermit mode and just really only communicate with a handful of people. And I, and then all of a sudden after that, I start to feel lonely and disconnected and, you know, depressed and just very, you know, not in a good mindset, not in a good place. So it's, it's really important that we talk to other people. We can't help other people if we're not talking to other people, right? Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, anyone who helps someone has got to be talking to somebody else. You know, it's, um, yeah. Absolutely. So what are you kind of doing now? What's the kind of work that you're doing with with people and what what kind of projects have you got coming up? You've got something quite quite major. Yeah, up, haven't you? a bit. I, I I'm crazy, James. That's the that's the end of the story right there. No, <laughs> crazy in a good way though because I I just wanted to help a lot of other writers who are a lot like me, and thankfully I've been doing that for like the last about four or five months really. Um, I've been doing more coaching, working with writers like in the trenches, taking their book idea and like turning it into a real book. Uh, I've been doing some editing for, uh, for different clients, helping them, you know, get good feedback on their books. And also just an even a more extended version of that. I'm been working on this event called the finish your book summit. 
And I just wanted to make it super clear, like, what is this about? Because I'm convinced there are so many writers out there with half-finished manuscripts. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Yeah, I do exactly. <laughs> we both have a few, right? If you, we <laughs> search through our computers. I think you could probably about five books, right? Probably yeah. about five? Yeah. No, well, five. I'll probably Give or two, take, right? Two, two or three, probably, for me. But At least three, huh? Yeah, okay. but still, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got tons of book ideas that have never... Yeah, right? seen the light of day, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it's one of the most important things you can do as a writer is finish your book. And I've kind of broken this. I, I interviewed 16 people so far. Um, and it's just breaking down into those real specific areas I think writers struggle with. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, momentum. Momentum yep. is a real challenge. And if you want to dive into that, we can in a minute. Um, writing habits is another. The drafting, like writing the first rough draft, revision, and also planning. Planning or plotting, however you want to call it. Um, those are kind of the five main areas. And I've just had conversations with different authors all over. And I'm I'm learning myself. I'm growing in leaps and bounds in my own, you know, my own work. And also just getting encouragement. And I just, I'm excited because I think a lot of other folks are a lot like me with my novel. Thankfully, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting there. I'm almost finished the race, but I'm still revising. And, um, you know, I'm still in the trenches doing some of that rewriting because, as you know, a lot of writing is rewriting. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. But it's been really interesting. And just to see the different approaches, you really have to figure out what works for you, you know, what fits with your personality. And, you know, there's some experimentation in there, a little bit of trial and error. Um, I think I've figured out what works pretty well for me. Um, I think a lot of it, I'll be honest, I do think the Enneagram can be helpful. I've, I've, I don't want to tangent too much, but I think Enneagram personality test. I think that kind of thing could even help you a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, you know, just figuring out like what works, what doesn't, and you know, being being okay with, you know, trying something that just doesn't work. And then you're like, oh well, you know what? I'm not gonna take this as a negative, I'm gonna take it as a positive, and I'm not gonna use this app anymore, or I'm not going to, you know, try to write a book just, you know, uh pantsing it as a pantser without planning at all, you know, those different things. And I think that's a lot of it. And it's, um, you know, learning too from other authors who've actually finished is like a good, good way to kind of say, okay, well, they tried this. Let's, let's try this in the recipe. Let's try this. You know what? I don't think I want to do that. You know, and just kind of coming up with your own recipe that you can use to finish. But really, I think a lot of it truly is all about habits and momentum those are the foundation that mm. everything comes from. Yeah, let's talk about momentum. Because yeah. I think that's a really, really important topic when it comes to creating things, mm-hmm. you know, and because you can easily fall out of the habit. And I've experienced this. Yeah, I mean, this is what you were saying habit. earlier about writing. Yeah, yeah it's like, like you didn't for a while. And, yeah. and then you just kind of don't, and you just kind of stop. And then you don't have any energy to go back again. And it takes more energy to start yeah. again than it does when you're in the midst of it because when you're in the midst of it like momentum almost breeds habit in a sense mm-hmm. 
I mean, how do you kind of manage to maintain that momentum in your work? Well, I, I've kind of learned how I work over time. Mm. I know I'm an emotional person. So there are a lot of people out there, a lot like me. I am, I fall more into the category of binge writer, you know, where I'm emotionally driven. I feel like writing. Okay, let's go write. Um, so I kind of ride it when I'm on that wave, you know, when the tides come in and there's a wave, I'm going to ride it as much as I can because emotionally I know I'm going to have more there. However, I do think that the 15 minute trick helps because you can't just write only when you feel like it, or, you know, you can't just kind of have that feast or famine uh, approach really, and actually finish. You can get a lot done, but you know, there's sometimes where you're just, you're kind of, you're forcing yourself to do it and you're not feeling very good about it when you start, but then you do it and you're okay. Um, the 15 minute approach is really simple where it's like, look, set the timer write for 15 minutes. If you don't want to write anymore. Okay. Be done with it. You can walk away and say you at least hit your 15 minute, you know, goal. And 15 minutes, the cool thing is it's like, it's not too short. It's not too long. It falls like, for me, it's just the sweet spot. And I'm sure for some folks, you know, maybe 20, maybe it's 25, you know, whatever. You got to experiment a little bit. Um, But for me, 15 minutes is the perfect time. And it worked really well for me over the last few months. It worked really well for my friend, Anna, who just finished up her novel. So we would, you know, we would encourage each other just via text message and say, Hey, I'm going to write. And, and, you know, I didn't hear anything for a while. And she's like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to write too. 15 minutes. And I, I know I'm like, yes, that's right. Just 15 minutes. If you're feeling good and you, you know, you have enough time in your schedule, keep going, make it a half hour, make it an hour. And, uh, I just, I think that's my best approach. Um, for some people it's, every day at the same time at the same place because it just your mind really yeah. gets triggered by that it's yeah. like you know yeah have it it's like yeah yeah like an appointment you know i mean like this uh the um i don't know if you've heard of the writer's way is this but mm-hmm. cameron 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 she mm-hmm. talks about um morning pages you know like Basically yes, making yes, yes. an appointment with yourself to write every day. Where you just show up and write every day. And it doesn't have to be in the morning. They call it morning pages. It doesn't have to be in the morning. You know, right. Um, it can be any time where you just show up, 5, 10, 15 minutes, just write. Yeah. You know, and I've actually written, I wrote, I wrote something for um, a big writing website, which I've forgotten the name of. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, <laughs> I literally have forgotten its name. Um, and um, and I can't say it now because I'll be embarrassed even if I didn't remember it but it was one of the things I wrote about was that 15 minutes every day just writing you know and it's just like not planning anything not having an agenda not like editing just pure raw writing 15 Mm -hmm. minutes every day you know and I think that's a really good exercise. Yeah. I think that's a great way to kind of break off some of the mental rust, you know, and if you can do it in the morning, great. I, I know everyone has different schedules and, you know, you might have kids, you might have a young a baby or something. So you have to give some freedom in there. 
but a lot of it is just being committed. Getting stubborn is a good thing. Getting stubborn is a really good thing. It's like, that's one of your best assets. I know I'm kind of quoting Stephen Pressfield a little bit here, but I think he's right where he's, he's like, you know, getting stubborn is, is literally one of your best gifts because when you get stubborn, you just like resistance and fear, it's going to still come at you, but you're just, you're ready for it. You're like, you're clamping down and you're like, look, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm still going to be right here. And that's, it's like, that's how you build confidence. I think that's how you build momentum, frankly. And that's how you start to grow. And you're like, look, did it before. I wrote when I was sick. I wrote when I was vomiting or whatever. I was, and you know what? I did it then. I can do it now. And I think there's something inside us that just, it swells up. It's like inside us, this confidence is building. And that's one of the most powerful things we have because when we are mentally strong and we say, you know what, everything else is crazy, but you know what, I'm going to write, I'm going to, you know, and I think that's the one extreme solid thing about if you do it early, you knock it out, you can have a good tone setter for the day. I have been writing at night and it is so much harder. I can do it. I can't do it every night. Um, Mm. Thankfully, you know, with support from others, I literally, and again, I'm, I, I, I have noticed this, James, location is everything yeah. for me. Yeah, I, I agree. You know what I mean? Like I do, I'm, I'm with you at home now. I'm at my desk. I'm talking to you at my desk. But as far as like really focused writing, I can't do it at the house. I very, very rarely do because if I'm on the bed, I'm taking a nap. If I'm, if I'm downstairs on the couch, I'm going to watch Netflix. You know, it's just, I'm setting myself up for those patterns. You know, you sleep in bed and, you know, you're on the couch. Well, at night, as it starts to get dark, your brain's going, reminder, oh, you're too tired. You can't, you can't write. You're too tired. Um, Now I could, I can write every now and then, you know, downstairs on the couch during the day. But even then I know, remember your willpower is finite. Yeah. We love to think it's infinite and you can just do it all. But every decision, you know, you have to, like, I work at the coffee shop. When I go to the coffee shop at night, because this Starbucks near me is open till midnight, yeah, I can get some done. I'm there. <laughs> you know, I've spent the, the couple dollars to get my coffee. I'm sitting there. And I've made it that far. It's like driving to the gym with your, you know, workout bag. You made it that far. You're going to be able to do it. It's no problem because you've already committed but when you're at home and you're like one screen away from Netflix versus staring at the word processor, I it's too close. I mean, it's too tempting. And I, you know, it's for me, I don't have that willpower at 10 o'clock at night. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, and so to set myself up to win, to set myself up to finish. I, I also, though, I don't just, I don't just play it on the whim. I don't just say okay, and tell my wife, hey, I'll see you. I'm going to, going to Starbucks. No, I tell her earlier in the evening, I, I text I text Anna and I say, hey, I'm writing tonight. Are you going to write tonight? And it's like you're one-upping the accountability. And I think there's something to that where it's like, you know, if I if I sent you a message, James, I wouldn't want to let you down. There's no way. I think I think we have something in us where it's like, it's tied and it's like, okay, 
I don't want to let my wife down. I don't want to let this friend down. I don't want to let James down. You know what I mean? So it, you start stacking it up a little bit. Positive encouragement. This is not negative in a way because nobody's going to come down at me and be like, shame on you. But it's a positive thing. Um, and then if you have that like attached to some deadline, then then I think the focus starts to really come and you have that momentum as well because you're like, okay, I'm feeling it. I'm sorry. It's like being on a bicycle and you're keep pedaling. Yeah. You might have some times where you're coasting a little bit or slowing down, but you know, keeping it rolling, keeping it going is, is the really important part. Yeah. Just every day, that little bit of momentum, just keep pushing yeah. away. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we're climbing mountains, James, as you know, right? We're climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are. Yeah. Creative mountains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Um, and it's very easy to slip and fall right down to the bottom again um, <laughs> and I have done um, and it's painful um, it is but you know what that's part of mountain climbing yeah it is yeah you fall <laughs> to the bottom and you start up again you keep and you climb up again you know it's just how it is you know and um, yeah I, I think I think the more we do it you know you and I artists in general I think the more we create the more we can kind of embrace that process. It's always different in our minds versus what actually happens. And it's always, it's, it's like you start off with a certain idea for a book and then as you write it, it starts just, it's like a flower. It starts growing. It's the plant just keeps growing and kind of spreading out. And you think it'll look like this. No, it turns out, yeah, it might have some of the similarities, but you don't know. <laughs> you just keep showing up, watering it, giving it sunlight and, you know, doing the work really. And you don't know what it's going to look like in the end. You just, you just trust that you're, you know, growing something. That's, that's kind of all you can do. You just have to keep showing up. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really how you finish. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's how you finish. And yeah, so you're doing this, you're doing this event, aren't you? So tell us a bit about this. I've interviewed uh, screenwriters, novelists, nonfiction writers. I've interviewed quite a few different folks that, um, you know, from all over the world, just trying to get other perspectives, Mm. other approaches. And overall, it's uh, 16 different authors that have written over 60 books. And some might have written only one book. Some might have had, you know, 10 books. I just wanted to learn as much as I could and try to encourage anyone else who's a lot like me. I mean, I mean you, just from, from what you've said, James, you kind of, you understand it where it's like you have that half-finished book. What does it take to actually finish it? And I was, I'll, I'll be honest, full confession, I was really interested too in the editing because I've never really seen anyone go into the editing on like a novel. Like, how does that really work with, you know, what approaches can you use? So that, that's what full, full, full disclosure there. Um, I was learning some myself and I thought, you know what, let's invite others to kind of join me on this journey and to learn. And this event is uh, right now it's August 27th through the 31st where it's free. You sign up and you have, um, limited access for like a week to those interviews. And then um, if 
they enjoy the interviews, if they want to, you know, dig deeper and go further, I'm offering my coaching services as well as my course that'll, you know, take you even further. Because even once you finish your book, you still have to publish it and you still mm-hmm. have to share it. That's why uh, my course, I believe, Write, Publish, Share could help some people, you know, just finish, really finish, like ship it. <laughs> There's one thing about finishing the book. You still have to, you know, publish it or maybe possibly find an agent for it. And you still have to market it. I know you know James could have a million interesting conversations about marketing. Mm-hmm. But the truth is you have to share that story so other people know about it. And I think sometimes even as artists, we want to, you know, kind of, kind of just say, Hey, I built this. It's great. It'll other people just find out about it because, because it's great. And, uh, I've learned more and more that I think that's really fear talking. It's almost like fear of success, um, fear of being too successful or fear of being a sellout or whatever. I think there's a million different things, but, um, marketing isn't necessarily a dirty word and it, it can be a great way just to share your story with others. Yeah, I think that's right, Mark. Again, like I say, we could probably do another whole episode about marketing <laughs> with integrity and telling, yes. a, telling a good story and all of those kind of things. Yes. Um, and maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I, and I, I really want to recommend Jim's work. Um, I've known Jim for a while. I've done some of his courses. Um, he's a great coach. He knows what he's talking about. And he doesn't care. He's more interested in helping people than anything else. That's like I, I'm, I'm speaking for you, Jim. I, mean, <laughs> I appreciate but, it. But, no, but honestly, you, you, that is my experience. You but, nailed it. I appreciate is, you really nailed it. And that's my heart. I really yeah. want to help others finish because when my friend Anna held up her manuscript, I told her, I said, this is the highlight of my career right now. That's it. Because you literally were able to finish. And she's like, you know, it's 10 years and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And I, I would love to give that gift to some other people where, you know, finishing your book, man, until you really do that. Yeah. You're absolutely a writer. Yes. Your writing matters, but I think it's almost like a way for us to say to yeah. ourselves, look, I know I'm a writer because I have a book. You can't be a writer if you're you know, if you you can't not be a writer if you're holding your own book in your hands. I think it's kind of like yeah, the ultimate right. that, 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 your buster. Yeah, and I think the first book is often the most difficult in a way because you haven't done it before. It's new. So to get your first one out, and the first one can take the longest out of every book you write, um, but to, to get that first one out is such a big achievement in itself. Um, yes. And to help someone get there as well. I mean, I, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have your first book in your hands and know that it's done and that it's out there and that it's actually. Do you real. remember what? where you were when you opened that box up, James? Yeah, I was here. I, I remember. I was it, where I am now in my flat. I had, and I, I got this package and I knew what it was and I just had to sit down and just like take a moment. <laughs> Right. Um, and the surreal thing is, I got my copy after everyone else had bought theirs and got theirs. So I'd seen, my, <laughs> That's even funnier. I'd, I'd seen everyone else with my book and not didn't have one. And then it came, and I kind of <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, right, right. Uh, it's, you can't describe that moment. It's like, 
Um, I can't I can't describe it. It's just such an emotional, joyful, more fulfilling moment. Just because I made this, I wrote this. This is finished. This is something I did, and it's real and it exists. And yes. that is just like just joy. It's pure yeah. joy, you know. Um, yeah, it really is. Yeah, I think so, and I think I think that is so important for me. It was it was like this stepping stone toward becoming a professional writer where until I, until I crossed that threshold, there was no way I could have done it. And, you know, it's never, it's never something you do completely on your own. Mm. That's why I think that support is something we need to talk about more, you know, having other people with you arm in arm, Mm. helping you, supporting you yeah. and it's, it's a team effort and I know it's a little bit cliche some people say it a lot but it really is a team effort mm. and to hold that though what started out as just a little idea on a tiny piece of paper and then you're holding it later in your hand it's really cool and then it does open up new doors because I've read I've read the statistic like 85 percent or so of people want to write a book but like two percent do so wow i know i I, that statistic just jumps at me that's Um, scary it is right and i i think it was new york times had that statistic but it was so just okay if and it was so high it was like okay so say like 90 percent, nine out of ten people do it but only like one out of you know less than one person like one it's just so tiny and then you go, well, okay, we're kind of in this, you're kind of crossing in this, like, seriously, I am going to do this. I can do tough things. And fear loves to tell you you can't at all. Yeah. Fear loves to just tell you, no, 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 just just take it easy and yeah. go for that life of simplicity, right? And, uh, you know, to be lazy, essentially. Fear just wants us to be lazy. And then when you do something difficult, you're like, no, I I I've done this before. I, I just, you know, I, I can call out fear for what it is as a liar and actually do this. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I, uh, I can't believe it's coming up so quick because it's just been a, it's been a pretty wild, pretty, pretty wild last few months here, James, honestly. Mm. Wow. That's exciting. And it's out. Well, the time this podcast runs out, it will be out. Um, awesome it will be the days this is going to come out the days that this is going to be available so cool um, where can people find this stuff uh, they can just go to finishyourbooksummit.com okay. finishyourbooksummit.com so just, all the all of the interviews will be there as well as um, some you know helpful tips and tricks that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and just more details there awesome awesome stuff um, so check that out. Check Jim's site out as well. Is that jimwoodswrites.com? Something like that? Uh-huh. That's his Correct, website. you got it. Um, and his Twitter is the same, Jim Woods Writes, I think. Um, so check <laughs> yeah. him out. Check his work out. Check that project out. Um, if you're, even if you're not a writer, if you're a creative person of any kind, I'm sure he's got some great, he's got great wisdom for you. So um, do check all that out. And um, thanks for coming on, Jim. And we'll have you back. 
Thank Again, you so much for having me. It's been a blast, and I hope that um, some of this, you know, some of our discussion can help out some other folks, and you know, they can help them finish their books. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I really am. So, um, thanks again, Jim. You bet. And uh, and uh, take care, everyone. We'll talk soon.